Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Maltopia Podcast. For our oldest and most loyal listeners out there, we wanted to let you know about our new Patreon page. Outside of our careers and time spent with family, 
The three of us here at Maltopia have been working every night and weekend for the past five years, building our company into what it is today. With your help, our goal is to make Maltopia our livelihood, allowing us to bring you higher quality content, exciting new podcast series and published works, and a large central community for you to take part in. As a thank you for your support, we're offering exclusive perks and bonus content, like early access to podcast episodes, behind-the-scene creator videos, and more. Go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia today and explore our membership levels. And be sure to scroll through for free public content, some of which gives you a sneak peek at what you can expect when you become a member. From Mark, Steve, and Walker, thanks again for enjoying our podcast, and we hope to meet you soon on Patreon. Castilian slumped into the darkened corner of the room, a wreckage comprised of dashed furniture and human corpses spread out around him. He'd informed his invasion of the farmhouse with extra gusto, owing largely to his smarting defeat at the hands of the king of the Oversapien, the taunts of the monarch still burning within him. He'd underestimated the creature, clearly, thinking the man an easy victim. Never had the Hanyama been truly bested, the limits of his power illustrated in such crisp detail. He'd been created to serve as an exemplar to his kind, a beacon of perfection to be pursued if not attained. As an underlord of the Ratha, he'd confronted many foes, earthly and otherwise, and the outcome was always the same, his unmatched power winning the day, his enemies smashed. And here he was, recovering from wounds within the squalor of a human hut. His wretched companion pilfering fields worth of filthy livestock to replenish his flagging supplies of flesh. The machine does not produce weaklings, Castilian. You should have known better. Spider Black stepped from the darkness of an adjacent room, taking a seat upon a pile of debris opposite the giant. In no mood to be chastised, Castilian's radiant eyes pulsed with indignation, but he knew his place. I was foolish. I will not be so again. You should count yourself fortunate. Fools rarely exit the battlefield intact. Angren was once the most powerful of his kind. Until the Earthus was created, he was peerless. 
you mistook the ease with which you dispatched his fellows a product of your superiority, rather than the Oversapiens' ignorance to their vaster potential. Of course, you are correct. Castilian was a bonfire of repressed rage. Potential is always the lake before the dam, and vastly more powerful for its freedom and wildness. Refinement is only that portion what can be usefully focused, harnessed. You have been refined, Castilian, perfected. Your advantage lies with that fact, your fully realized self. I understand. The years have made Angren a wise king indeed. And I am glad for the fact. He will contribute magnificently to the process. But he has marshaled a worthy defense. You will need to be clever as well as realized. Scrime entered the room, creeping across the ceiling. Behind the creature, visible through numerous broken windows and dimly revealed by the moon's pale fire, another part of the thing, a cyclopean extension of itself, glutted upon the entangled herd of cows crowding its sinewy web, their muted bleeding melting into the wind. I will weave something wonderful for the next encounter. Something more befitting our quarry. I know you will, Scrime. Your kind never fail to amaze me with their incomparable skin craft. It's rare to find art so seamlessly woven into function. Or is art merely... A frozen moment, a movement of grace, I wonder. Grace is the grammar of art, I thought. And art is a necessity of form to effectively manage the raw beauty of creation. Weavers such as myself explore more deeply the form and so reveal more completely the beauty within. Our galleries partaking from revelation as much as flesh. You may be right, Scrime. I hope your next gallery more beautiful than the last. A tale told in the flesh over sapiens of the wonders they will become and so as well then I will leave you to it spider stepped back into the shadows that birthed him and he was gone only his veiled warning remained behind do not fail again 
Castilian screwed his face up at the skin weaver, his eyes billowing light. So, you are an artist, eh? Those macabre tangles of stinking skin, valuable works of matchless art. Castilian was venting venom, itching for any fight that would have him. But Scrime was a measured creature, it seemed. Patient. Its resemblance to a spider, perhaps more than coincidence. Art is for artists. For anyone else, it is but clutter. But not all artists practice the same craft, Tanyuma. You are a creature of power and glory. An artist in your own right. For you, art is victory. The grace of your violence, a spinneret. Blood and death, the crescent flesh. The battlefield, your tapestry. I would not expect you to see me as a fellow visionary. And that is as it should be. The Hanyuma saw his efforts were wasted on the insect. Once you've liquefied all the bug-flecked beasts of the field, rendered down all the waterfowl, and licked out the troughs, we will move on from here. We have much planning to do. You relish your role as my daughter, Hanyuma. And yet, we were both equally defeated by the Oversapien. Failure is a great unifier, don't you agree? Castilian realized his efforts were not in vain after all, but the cut of the bug's words ran deep. Perhaps... But I did not turn tail at the first sign of resistance, either. Another failure on your part. But before you retort, you should consider this. We were just informed the cost of our next failure. And death is the greatest equalizer of all. Castilian's eyes burned every shadow from the room, his gaze blazing across the weaver of flesh. Finish what you are doing, and then we depart. Scrime nodded its head and crept outside by means of the dashed window, leaving his companion to rage in private. The movie screen was composed of a collection of stitched-together vinyl flaps, and there were no custodians of the film in sight. The moviegoers themselves had all taken their seats, simple folding chairs set out in front of the screen. Aside from the projector, which laid a yellow twitching light upon the patchwork vinyl curtain, the room was devoid of illumination. No one so much as whispered. Lynn sampled the senses around her curious at the variety she might encounter. They were all conventional enough, save one, the hat wearer. The being's primary mode of detection was a mild form of telekinesis, it seemed, the slightest cone of force that was delicate enough to touch but not disrupt the light. 
As this ephemeral field expanded through the room, it mapped it into three dimensions, and in remarkable detail. It even traced out Keith's questing sound waves. Moreover, it was able to outline various non-material emanations, auras by her estimation. As the field interacted with these patterns, she detected a certain vibration, which in turn put a color and a feeling into her head. The human moviegoers were various shades of desperation, and perhaps even madness. But it was the spectral uniformity of her fellow passengers that struck her hardest, the darkness that spread like cancer into the air around them, marking them for monsters. Her own aura, a grasping blot of bottomless black, draining the color from her surroundings. She withdrew her connection from the creature, a finger flinching from flame. She knew Keith's sonar had detected her shivering in the seat. When he turned to her, all she could see was the darkness overlaid his face, his aura of singing gloom. Are you all right? He said at full volume, shielding the sounds from the rest of the room. She just nodded and looked away. Keith added Hazel to the sonic conduit. Their aggressor covered her mouth and spoke into the private channel. What's the plan? We aren't going to watch this fucking thing, are we? Hazel sounded desperate. Lynn wasn't sure what to do. Everything happened so fast, she'd yet to hatch a plan. Of course, Hazel was right. They couldn't watch the show. Should they all just storm the projector, seize the film, and flee? The only one that's not on the level is the thing with the hat. I've no idea what it is, but it's the only one I'm currently worried about. It also knows you've been laying down sound all over the room, Keith. She pulled at the hatted creature's senses once again, curious if it was on to their conversation. While it had an impression of the sound, a visualization of the waves themselves, it wasn't detecting those that Keith had isolated to the three of them. My tricks aren't working so well in here for whatever friggin' reason. So whatever we're going to do, it's going to have to be done by you two. The projector made a loud clicking sound as images began to melt into focus upon the sallow screen. The movie was collapsing the passenger's private conversation. The sound of Hazel's voice calling out to her trailed off into nothingness. A figure materialized upon the screen cohering from the darkness as the camera withdrew. It was featureless and gaunt, standing cruciform against either dusk or dawn. The view widened to admit what seemed the shabby interior of a darkened apartment room, the figure pulling aside the curtains of a large window. The sun's reflection was spread across the windows of a cluster of apartments facing the occupant of the room. The ground was nowhere in sight as the view soared above a thick, rolling fog. Lynn gazed upon the scene through her own eyes, an ability she hadn't possessed even before the darkness, and now she couldn't look away. The camera moved to the front of the person, reflected light slowly revealing them. Lynn's senses were on the move, detaching and slipping into the entity upon the screen. Her absorption was near absolute, becoming the individual rather than simply peering through them. Her hand went to her eyes, shielding them from the light. While they seemed her own movements, beholden to her own will, she detected a slight delay between willing and moving that suggested she might not really be in control, only so closely aligned with the person as to give that impression. 
She tried to shift back into her own body, but was unable to. Furthermore, her memory was evaporating, or being replaced by someone else's. The apartment became familiar, its filth and wear a routine foulness. The moss-green carpet was intermittently coarse, as she backed barefoot away from the window. The presence of long-neglected spills hardened into the fibers. A pungent aroma greeted her nostrils, and she remembered her coffee date with someone named Patrick. She unchained her door, and without so much as socks on, stepped into the hallway. Flies were everywhere, an absolute storm of pestilence. Black masses of buzzing static surging and pouring across heaps of garbage piled against the wall as far as her clouded eyes could see. Her passage through the filth seemed on the one hand a customary jaunt, but that part of her that was still a sun-stealing Malsapien found it difficult to fight back the vomit crawling up the back of her throat. Moving through the choked spaces, she passed many apartments, all of them blockaded by hills of trash. The one door that was reasonably free of stinking obstruction was none other than Patrick's abode, and it was wide open. Conducted by a heavy current of bustling insects, Lynn was swept inside. The apartment was more of a concentration of pests than even the hallway, and she navigated using the light bulb swinging on a length of wire from the ceiling, tossed about in the swarming sea, casting light wherever it could manage. Patrick was sitting at a small round table in a nook for a dining room, mug of coffee in hand. He was barely discernible for his shroud of flies, and his cup was filled with a murky confusion of bugs and black liquid. His smile broke cover as Lynn approached, maggots squirming from the spaces betwixt rotting teeth. She was almost entirely absorbed into her new persona, all but a small sliver that remained stubbornly intact lending a dreamlike quality to the experience, as well as supplying the foundation for so many nightmares to come. Taking a swig of the writhing brew, a horrible sensation filled her mouth and moved down her throat, a hot, manic twitching that did not stop until it reached the terminus of her stomach. Her lips smiled their enjoyment for the drink, despite Lynn's utter revulsion. She realized she was conversing with the man, though the perpetual buzzing made it difficult to make out. Before she knew it, they were embracing, a thick coating of flies almost blinding her to the scene, for which she was grateful. She blinked, and they were upon a bed, clothes falling away like dead skin, insects searching freshly exposed skin, naked bodies moving in concert. A love scene. She screamed, the memory of herself returning with an awful clarity. She had no choice now, and took a step backward into the void, its freezing touch nullifying her horror along with every other emotion. Once again, she found herself in front of the screen. The only senses available to her were the black-hatted things, all others but slaves to the show. Its vision, or whatever it was, was not focused upon the screen, but only the moviegoers. Here was indeed the minder of the film, carefully watching the crowd. She saw both Hazel and Keith locked in rapt horror as they looked on, 
likely suffering as she had only moments ago. No longer watching the movie from the inside, she could now make out its actor's lines over top the horrible buzzing. The grotesque couple were smoking cigarettes in the afterglow of their lovemaking, the burning tips occasionally visible within the pest storm. The characters were talking about the possibility of waking up. Do you ever wonder about this great waking everyone's been talking about? That all this could just vanish? Patrick asked the woman, whose name she knew as well as her own. Victoria exhaled smoke into the bug-ridden darkness, the camera closing on her left eye. I suppose anything's possible. The scene was now just the woman's pupil, contracting to the burning tip of her cigarette where it hovered close. Lynn shifted in her seat as she contemplated her next move, keeping her head trained upon the movie so as not to alert the hatter. The next scene slowly faded into view, a close-up of an envelope being torn open with a steak knife. A pair of white-gloved hands unfolded the letter, the writing hectic but still legible. It read, You are hereby cordially invited to a wondrous underground event, a celebration of rare import. The great turning worm turns 100. Come seek him out with your splendid gifts. We will be waiting below. Edna. Lynn recalled the trailer to the film. She wondered what hell Keith and Hazel might be hurtling toward. But she'd been kissed by the void, made numb to any real concern. Only a dull urgency to discharge her informal leadership obligations remained. Patrick and Victoria appeared again, bereft of whirring flies. This time the duo squatted before an industrial incinerator, the sort that lurks the basement of large apartment buildings. They were staring at something within the flames. The camera looked into the fire, closing on a smoking piece of paper. It was an invitation to the turning worms party. We mustn't let anyone know we got this, Victoria said, seemingly fixated by the flames. Patrick just nodded, his eyes close to tears. Say you understand, Victoria demanded. I... I understand. When the scene faded, Lynn withdrew the machine pistol from her coat pocket and washed the hatter in bullets, the thing tumbling from its seat at the back of the room. Her movements were mechanical, her thoughts equally so. Casually reloading and about to calibrate her void sense to the sensitivities of dust mites and aerobes, she realized the Hatter was still taking in the sights. It wasn't dead. Another burst from the pistol didn't bring it any closer to the desired state. It was getting up, sizing her up, focusing on her aura, tasting her darkness. You want to see, do you? Well, here, take a look. Lynn let open the void. She'd never been so casual about such things before, but the emptiness was having its way. The solidity of the room crumbled as a rapacious oblivion gnawed away the Newtonian glue holding it together. The Hatter tried in vain to pull itself away from the imploding reality, and Lynn enjoyed her own show through its alien eyes. The Void Keeper curled her lips into a bottomless smile. Looks like no one's going to make it to the Worms party. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Maltopia Podcast. 
To help us grow and spread the word, we'd love nothing more than for you to like, comment, rate, and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. You can also connect with us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and tweet us on Twitter for the latest original artwork and important updates. And for even more about our ever-growing literary world, head to Meltopia.com to read our dark fiction and gain access to giveaways and discounts with our newsletter. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 